0: model is convincing and promising with a track record, I, I do think there are investors always looking for good projects.
1: Mm. And how is your investing in women? who tech program how is that going
0: <laughs> it was really good like we have four pillars so first is like commercialization we really analyze the business model mm-hmm. revenue streams and help them with their client acquisition strategy because we think ultimately it's not about money but you know how to solve the problem with customer and get mm-hmm. the client and second is business matching because we believe like you need to talk to your client customer. so we bring together those uh, potential buyer distributor and even um, CEO level um, to potentially form partnership with those female funders and third is financing part. like I mentioned earlier we have the cash grant and if they need financial support they can come to us for an application and second we also have them with the government funding and um, investor patch and we have lined up hundreds of investors who are willing to consider women-led business That's and great. we also have the publicity which I think is most important in today's business and they need to get awareness and recognition in, in the our media uh, yeah
1: and has covid-19 changed a lot for entrepreneurs how how are things different now for for entrepreneurs
0: I think, you know, first of all, we're now working remotely from home. And uh, really interesting, I started to build my team in Manila. So uh, I never see my colleague in Manila, but we have a small uh, operational team there. And we found more and more members came to us for support on the digitalization uh, transformation. So that's why I found uh, it's really good because the cost of operation is much lower and you can reach to a bigger audience in the region.
1: Anna, thanks very much indeed for coming in this morning. Always good to talk to you. That's Anna Wong, who's the CEO and co-founder of Female Entrepreneurs Worldwide. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Asian stocks are building up a bit of a head of steam this morning. The ASX 200 in Australia is up half a percent now. In South Korea, the Cosby up about 0.1%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan has advanced half a percent. And futures markets on the Hang Seng up about a third of a percent. Thank you very much for listening this morning. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Stay tuned for Back Chat in just a moment with Hugh Chiverton and Ada Wong. The weather forecast for today, sunny intervals and a few showers. The maximum temperature is going to be about 32 degrees. Occasional showers in the next couple of days. 28 degrees right now, 85% relative humidity. It's coming up to 8.33. Here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news.
2: Epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling says arrivals who test positive for COVID antibodies should be exempt from doing quarantine. The professor from the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health says COVID patients are usually discharged from hospital when they have antibodies, so it doesn't make sense to quarantine people in the same situation. He said this would help boost the vaccination rate.
1: They did have COVID and they were in the hospital. Once they show up with antibodies, then they can be discharged. And so it it doesn't really make sense to me that when people come in from outside or if they're close contacts, if they have antibodies, then they're not allowed to be exempt from quarantine. There is a logistical challenge in terms of being able to test people for antibodies. They may need a blood draw. It may need the equipment and the lab staff. But we've ramped up the swab testing for the virus. And I think we could ramp up the antibody testing because it would make a big difference. So that would stimulate vaccine uptake.
2: The U.S. Justice Department says it's recovered more than two million U.S. dollars worth of cryptocurrency that was paid in ransom to hackers who shut down a major fuel pipeline last month. The cyber attack by the Russian-based group DarkSide on the Colonial Pipeline caused petrol shortages and price increases across the eastern United States. Lisa Monaco is the U.S. Deputy Attorney General.
0: Today, we turned the tables on DarkSide by going after the entire ecosystem that fuels ransomware and digital extortion attacks, including criminal proceeds in the form of digital currency, we will continue to use all of our tools and all of our resources to increase the costs and the consequences of ransomware attacks and other cyber enabled attacks.
2: An inquiry in Cyprus into a scheme that allowed investors to buy passports has concluded it was blighted by massive illegality. It found the government broke the country's own laws when it allowed nearly 7,000 investors to secure passports. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard.
3: Between 2007 and 2020, rich foreigners could, in effect, buy themselves a Cypriot passport. They needed to invest as little as $2.4 million. These so-called golden passports were popular with Russian and Asian investors but they were highly controversial. The European Commission began infringement proceedings against Cyprus and Malta last year, saying the schemes were open to abuse by criminals and undermined EU citizenship. Cyprus's government has promised to punish any wrongdoing, but it believes the Cabinet merely misinterpreted the law rather than committing fraud.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
3: Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chewita and your co-host today's Ada Wong. Ada, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. Today UFOs and air pollution. It's reported that a forthcoming US government report on sightings of UFOs has found no evidence of alien activity with officials telling the media they can't provide a definitive explanation as to what these mysterious objects might be. Department of Defense said it wanted to improve its understanding of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, and determine whether they pose a threat to national security. And there are reports that Chinese researchers confirm that sighting reports from across the country are on the rise but they also think that alien Aliens are unlikely to be responsible. Why is there this rise in reports? Why do governments seem to be taking UFOs or UAPs more seriously these days? If not aliens, are there alternative explanations? Solid light. Russian technology, interdimensional visitations, hacking, bokeh? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave your comments on our Facebook page, Bank Chat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233 That's two three three eight eight two six six. And after 9.15, we're talking about uh, air pollution once again. Last Sunday, air pollution in many parts of Hong Kong reached very high uh, levels despite uh, little traffic. Uh, why was that? We'll be talking to the CEO of the Clean Air Network work that coming up about uh, 9.20 this morning. Uh, just before we get to uh, today's uh, first topic then, uh, this is a comment from uh, Mary uh, responding to yesterday's discussion about legal aid. Mary says Martin clearly believes, as a correspondent yesterday, Martin clearly believes if you repeat something often enough it will be taken as fact. Last Thursday and again yesterday he submitted almost identical comments that the pandems have systematically abused legal aid and turned it into a multi-million dollar cottage industry. This is risible. Any lawyer looking to make big bucks would steer well clear of human rights cases. These lawyers can be called out in the middle of the night over the weekend and have to hang around police stations, courts and remand centres for countless unbillable hours. As Mark Daly pointed out, in many cases they provide their services pro bono to cover the preliminary work. It can take months to trigger the legal aid mechanism and it only covers costs from the date of approval. DOJ in the interim stacks up its billable hours and other expenses all the better to intimidate the applicants. You know that This sector is, as Martin states, dominated by the pandems is because the pro-establishment lawyers shun the drudgery and the long wait for recompense. They are engaged in the far more lucrative and less demanding manipulations of the small house policy that allows new territory villagers to cash in on their ding rights via the construction of villas for sale or rent, often to Guaylos. In some new territories, villages, non-Indigenous greatly outnumber locals. Fortunes have been made by these astute practitioners with good connections. Any review committee must examine why DOJ engages so many leading silks when less costly local professionals. Could handle the prosecution. This would reduce the cost of legal aid, as that department has to be reimbursed when the defendant wins. Taxpayers would not tolerate a less than thorough evaluation of the process. Regina made reference to the small house JR ruling that the two applicants simply don't have any standing to apply for the judicial review, being as they don't have any actual potential interest in any land in the new territories. But hectares of government land, i.e., public land, are zoned as V, i.e., ring fence for beneficiaries of Ding rights, when they should be used for the benefit of the general community in the form of social housing and community facilities. Use and abuse of land is surely a matter of interest to all residents. This case must go to the Court of Final Appeal, as it is clearly a matter of overriding public interest. Those thoughts from Mary. Thank you very much indeed for that. Back chat at rthk.hk. On uh, today's subject, uh, Mr. Tang says, UFOs have always been a fascinating subject, thanks in no small part to Hollywood movies such as E.T., the Alien series, and Cloverfield, and Japanese manga such as Dragon Balls. The notion that there Extraterrestrial existence in the outer space fuels writers and filmmakers' imagination and make for abundance of conspiracy theories, which suggest that aliens are out there watching us. I bet the task of detecting any unusual radio signal or alien activity should be best left to the experts in NASA. As for sightings as UFOs, there are bound to be attention-hungry people producing tran- uh, uh, prank images or videos so as to clamour for attention on social media and it's next to impossible to verify the authenticity of such pictures or video footage. As a layman, I do believe in the possibility of extraterrestrial beings, since humans can't possibly be the only intelligent life form in the universe capable of harnessing the power of advanced technology. Whether such life forms are friends or foes seems the next big movie idea for Steven Spielberg or Christopher Nolan. Is co directing the movie an alien concept to them? I wonder. That's uh, from Mr. Tang. Uh, more comments on Facebook and uh, emails, which we'll get to uh, a little bit later. A reminder the address at rthk.hk. Joining us now, we have Bill Chalker, an Australian UFO researcher and a contributing editor for the International UFO Reporter, uh, Moon Fong, who's chairman of the Hong Kong UFO Club, and Neil Gould, director of the ExoPolitics Institute. Uh, Mr Chalker, maybe we'll start with you. Good morning to you, good day to you. Thanks very much indeed for, for joining us today. Um, there does seem to be, as, as I say, this kind of a change of attitude with the, uh, with the uh, uh, American government. Uh, with the help of the Pentagon uh, producing what purports to be a kind of a serious examination uh, in public uh, of this uh, phenomenon. Why do you think things are changing now? What's going on?
4: A lot of it seems to be uh, traceable back to the the Nimitz case from 2004 off the coast of uh, uh, California, northern Mexico, and uh, um, with the um, uh, Commander Faber encounter... um, with the so-called tic-tac, and uh, so um, that case, you know, has been widely documented and covered in shows like, you know, the American 60 Minutes, that kind of thing, and uh, it certainly seemed to be a very striking case, and also additionally there's a lot of the um, uh, various uh, videos that obviously most people have seen uh, that has generated a lot of interest, and... Um, uh, and, and certainly has led to this uh, inquiry uh, that the Pentagon is producing and coming out through the uh, Director of National Intelligence. Uh, um, it, it's certainly intriguing times, and uh, it's certainly generated a lot of mainstream media interest for sure.
5: Um, what uh, have you read the report um, uh, produced so far? What, what What do you make of that report?
4: Uh, well. Uh, There's only sort of very preliminary sort of indications of what the report might contain and uh, uh, that information's come through the Washington Post and and, um, being reported by American media. So uh, um, I haven't been privy to an actual detailed report yet.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, from uh, reports, uh, it seems that um, they're basically saying we don't know what this is. Um, uh, We can't kind of rule out anything uh, at the moment. Um, What do you make of that? Uh, Do you have an explanation?
4: Well, well, we're basing all this on uh, information that's coming out of the United States at the moment, but what the preliminary indications are that they seem to have ruled out American uh, military sort of testing, that kind of stuff, uh, any sort of new equipment, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, They're not ruling out sort of uh, off-world extraterrestrial or uh, other exotic explanations, but uh, I gather they're still considering explanations such as um, uh, China, um, Russia, that kind of thing. But uh, it seems to me that... uh, uh, that's probably uh, a kind of an, uh, a difficult explanation, simply because um, China itself is uh, dealing with uh, similar issues. Um, so uh, it's uh, an interesting kind of um, uh, problem, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the full detail of this uh, Pentagon report.
3: Yeah, what what do we know about the the uh, Chinese, the official experience in the, in the mainland of uh, UFOs?
4: it's kind of a difficult one to describe but the um, South China Post has um, uh, reported just recently the um, information that uh, they themselves have had a similar task force for years anyway and uh, um, they're indicating that perhaps it's not uh, anything off world that it's uh, domestic or it's uh, involving um, human um, sort of aircraft activities, drone activities, that kind of thing but um, Uh, uh, having sort of kept a close watch on what's going on with uh, the UFO um, and the body of a phenomenon seen in in China, it it seems to me that um, there's a number of different possibilities that could be going on. Uh, uh,
3: Just to see where we stand, do do you have an explanation? Do you have a... uh, Can you account for these phenomena?
4: Look, I've been... um, Researching UFO phenomena uh, uh, for decades, uh, my interest goes back to uh, the late 60s, early 70s, and um, I'm open to all sorts of possibilities. Um, uh, you know, sort of a, a good fit explanation could be that it's possibly uh, off-world, but uh, the thing that people need to remind uh, themselves of is that it's not just a, an issue that uh, the United States is dealing with, it's not, not an issue that uh, the Chinese are dealing with,
3: Okay. We're well also with us today is Moon Fong, chairman of the Hong Kong UFO Club. Ms. Fong, good morning to you. Good morning. Hello. Good to talk to you again. We, we, I mean, we spoke some, you know, years ago on, on this topic. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. It does seem that there's kind of been a, a change of attitude, at least among sort of uh, at the official level and perhaps among mainstream media as well, to, towards this, uh, this phenomenon. Why? Why do you think things are changing now? Um, to me, this
6: report is not nothing new. Nothing mm-hmm. changing. In fact, it is holding things back because it's almost the same conclusion as maybe 80 years ago, say like 70 years ago, no progress. You know, it's a, it is, um, it is, uh, we can we cannot show this is no, no definite evidence that it's alien, but also there's no evidence that it is not alien. Well, you can say anything like that for any topic of to report. We don't know what it is. How can we don't know what it is after 80 years, at least 80 years of research, understanding from
5: Roswell as the benchmark year?
3: Uh, I, I guess it changed. Sorry, yeah.
5: No, I uh, moon. Uh, you think that you know this could be just um, you know a government program that is meant to be kept secret because um, most of the time it is the Navy pilots who have reported that they see unexplained aircraft. Do you think that could be a very simple answer?
6: Um, also, you know the the video was was kind of given out um, years ago, and now they try to conclude it like mm, it's alien, but it can be just not alien. It's it, it, it's a it, it's like a saying nothing conclusion. Um, there is a little this, this little how do I say that? Uh, there's a little special step taken here, you know. I'm, I'm on purpose. I leak it out and see how the world reacts to it, and then I on purpose saying, this is nothing. So um, me, this is like bringing up the UFO issue, showing the world, okay, I'm on it. Okay, I'm on it. But uh, there's nothing. There's nothing. Like once a while, get on the stage and say something about UFO, but actually, there's nothing new in it. Slowing down progress.
3: Uh, as you say the the um you know the the report seems to be suggesting that we don't know what it is but at least there yeah. is an it uh, at least don't there is we an know, it don't br- do don't we, don't
6: we know the government saying that for years that case already
3: yeah but i mean previously they didn't even say there was an it did they there was you know they were just uh, discounting any accounts uh, any evidence uh, now at least they seem to accept that the uh, the evidence is uh, credible in certain you know instances um, even if yeah, it is inexplicable wait,
6: it, it is it is trying to, trying, uh, trying to claim that it is real alien thing but uh, i just end up finding out not you know, at least they try to post okay i'm doing a little progress in my attitude or of progress in
3: our procedure, trying to say this is real, hmm. but um, okay. Well, if, I mean, I, I, I don't know what your explanation is of uh, of this phenomena. Uh, but if you wanted to convince somebody, and the pentagon uh, of the uh, of your point of view, how would you do that? What sort of evidence? What do you think is the kind of irrefutable I, evidence? I will,
6: I will go for a broader perspective mm-hmm. the amount of witness and evidences or, say, on any other issue on Earth. With that kind of witnesses and accidents, it would definitely be a settled issue that it exists, and it's ongoing. But now we see that there's no difference from Project Blue Book's conclusion and many other government smokescreen smoke project conclusion, which is the same for five, six, seven decades. And you see, the conclusion is pretty much like um, uh, I asked me being a little personal, it's full of bureaucratic jargon. It's petrifying um, that, it, but at least the government is once in a while trying to mention that UFO thing. It seems like the uh, USA government is actually uh, brushing on it. Okay, we're brushing on it. That's all that report is about. Uh, and I asked uh, yes.
3: Yeah, Yeah, what, what's your explanation? It's real. A- and really, we see so
6: many, see so many of these video footages. Mm-hmm. And it cannot be just explained the way say we don't know, we don't know. It is real.
3: Yeah, but 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 it is
6: really, alien. Yeah, you what's, what's, we have you? What's, what's any a- footages?
3: Sure. What what's causing it?
6: Aliens.
3: Aliens are from from are another.
6: There, from hmm. everywhere, and we have seen so many from the space, from people contacting aliens. Who had in-depth, lifelong connections with aliens who live on Earth, and I, I want to also pose an underlying of thought that um, uh, if I if I think of everything as there's a saying, okay, everybody, they, I mean the people who, was, who were into UFO long enough, there's a, they heard about that that. Um, some big government are trying to pose or lay in background uh, for a man-made alien attack soon, I mean, in the, in the in the future, a man-made alien attack. So if I think, I always think in different lines, yeah, like a six-head thinking way. Okay, now, if if the government, the big government, are posing for this man-made alien attack, what would he do? And I try to look at this, this all these, you know, Nothingness report, reporting from this angle,
3: and I see that it makes sense. Okay. And, uh, I will post like that. All right. Well, also, also with well, this is, is uh, Neil Gould, director of the Exopolitics Institute. Gould, good morning to you. Good morning. Again, we we spoke uh, a number of years ago, a few right. times, I think, uh, on, on this topic. Do you sense a, a change in, in attitude towards? Uh,
7: absolutely, we're in a new co- uh, new node of consciousness. I mean, uh, the governments have been lying since Roswell. They had pro- Project Sign, which was a basic false flag to investigate ufos in 48 they did it again with project grudge up to 52 then you remember project blue book till 69 and then they sort of the uh, the Robertson panel came up it it was an effort to uh, demystify ufos the condom committee through the university of chicago came out again cia in the background the dirty hand in the background trying to soak confusion the government said they never looked into ufos or studied them uh, ever since and yet uh, uh, just recently, uh, with this, this, this new um, uh, uh, initiative of bringing it up to the public, uh, they found out that the government, since 2017, uh, that they had been um, studying uh, UFOs uh, with, with uh, 20, $22 million um, from the government uh, since 2007 to 2017. Um, and in fact, those insiders have all come out, uh, and this is what's causing... Uh, the damn wall of uh, secrecy to break. Uh, people like uh, Lou Alexander, counter-operative, Chris Mellon, the deputy assistant, Secretary for Defense and Intelligence. Uh, um, they've come out and they are making this whole thing a conversation so that uh, it, it remove the giggle factor, so to speak. Um, they've had uh, various films released and uh, these gun camera images using forward-looking infrared. They show these um, particular five observables which you talk about, of these craft, which are a thousand years ahead of anything that anybody on this planet has thought. I mean, they've got no visible means of propulsion, no rivets, no lines, no aeropholes, no wings. Uh, these things are seen to accelerate change direction at 80,000 miles an hour. I mean, it would crush anybody who was inside them. Uh, there's no sonic boom. They can cloak themselves, and they can move just as fast underwater as uh, out of water in their transmedium. So uh, to turn around and say, well, we don't know what these are, it's actually a sign of saying, you know, let's have the conversation now. Let's get it going. This report is not out yet. I don't want to anticipate what it's going to say uh, because it's only the first step in a process of the release of information that will come through that will eventually let people realize that whatever these things are, they have a different relationship with space-time than the physics that we understand.
5: Um, what, what, what do you make of the fact that um, the Chinese People's Liberation Army has also taken an interest in this topic? Um, everybody's
7: they, they... taken an interest because the reason that everybody's taken an interest is that anybody who's got a nuclear power plant in the country, anybody who propels a, a battleship or warship or any vehicle with uh, a nuclear um, reactor inside it is, is dumped by UFOs. Um, anybody who's, who's, who's sort of hosting huge missiles uh, in, in their country that are capable of causing mass destruction are dogged by these, these, these objects, uh, which have been known to turn on the, the, the countdown, if you like, and then switch them off at the last moment. And this has happened to China, it's happened to Europe, it's happened to, uh, to America, it happens to everybody. So everybody is at a stage of, you know, what can we do? Uh, you know, these things are... These things are We don't have a predominance over the universe as we thought we have, and now we can't lie to the public because everybody's seeing them themselves in the air. So this whole thing is, we're at a whole new node of consciousness where, you know, this conversation has started. They've even hijacked the word UFO to start a new narrative, and they're using the word UAP, which is the, you know, unidentified aerial phenomena, and... You'll see more and more and more and more. You'll find this coming out, and you'll find that uh, eventually we will be told that you know that this this uh, beautiful planet of ours isn't the only uh, place in the universe where there isn't uh, some form of intelligence. Not that we're intelligent, but that there is some form of uh, higher intelligence that is operating with impunity in our airspace.
3: Do you, are you do you think that um, there are authorities uh, like the Pentagon or whoever who know? What's going on? That they they, uh, they know the source of this phenomena? Uh, of, course, but they just to... of
7: course they know. I've studied this professionally, academically for years now, and I'm, a, I'm an experiencer myself since childhood. Um, if I know, they know, because there are millions of experiences around the world that are in the know. There are plenty of experiences that are actually inside the Pentagon themselves. And if you read all the lore, and you read all about Roswell, when they they... they they actually retrieved the craft, and they've also just recently admitted this this new ATIP group that they actually have in their hands debris of, of crashed UFOs. They have it in their hand. That so you have something in your hands like metamaterials and stuff that cannot be made on this planet. Then I mean, what are we talking about?
5: But even if we know, you uh, know who these who these aliens are. You know how how do you think that that would impact, um, for example, geopolitics?
7: The whole point this is why they say we don't know what they are they're giving everybody a chance to reboot they're giving the academics a chance to reboot they're giving the religious institutions a chance to reboot. the social institutions a chance to reboot. i mean we have to re-evaluate every single aspect there's no public policy in place to deal with this so everything has to be reassessed looked at and everybody has to be educated slowly because if not the world will suffer from what's called ontological shock. That, that, that actually means a tremendous shift in the world view. You know, the things that we take for granted are just constructs. Now, there are many things in our world that are just constructs, and we're going to have to get used to the fact that they are constructs. So religion will have to, you know, modify itself. Science, traveling at the speed of light, all these issues. And, and how will people, how will the public react when they realize, you know, that, perhaps, we are not in control. Our military are not in control. And I'm not saying that these, these, these encounters are hostile at all. No, I don't believe they are, because if they were hostile, they could have wiped us out years ago. Well we are busy wiping each other out. So I wouldn't say that they're hostile.
3: Okay, well, we're going to take a we're going to take a break now uh, for the news at uh, 9 o'clock in uh, just a moment. Uh, we're talking about uh, UFOs or uh, UAPs uh, this morning. Later, we're going to be talking about uh, air pollution as well. We say goodbye to the moment for to uh, Moon Fong. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Ms Fong, chairman of the Hong Kong UFO Club. Uh, once again, our email address is chat at hk. Comment on our Facebook page uh, as well. Um, let's see. Lucy says they are time-travelling superhuman from the future and bs says dear backchat it's incredible while i was listening to your program about ufos i looked out the window and i saw a log flying past cloud cuckoo that's from uh, BS. Uh, more thoughts uh, for and against uh, coming up after the news uh, at nine. Once again, our email backchatter.hk.hk or call us. And the weather. It's sunny periods forecast for today with one or two showers. Hot once again during the day. Temperatures up to about 32 degrees. Moderate east to south-easterly winds. Occasionally fresh offshore. The outlook occasional showers in the next couple of days. The readings now 28 Celsius with a relative humidity at 81%. Back in three minutes. Hey. Welcome back, Bank Chats, on a Tuesday morning with Ada Wong and me, Hugh Chilton. We're talking uh, for the next 15 minutes or so about uh, UFOs. We're going to be talking later about uh, air pollution after a. Uh, very high levels recorded uh, on Sunday. Uh, if you want to comment uh, on anything, then you can email backchat at rthk.hk. We'll do our best to read out your comments. Uh, or you can call us on two three three eight eight two six six. If you want to give any, uh, uh, anything you want to say uh, to our guests or to uh, Hong Kong, that's your uh, opportunity. Two three three eight eight two six six as the number. Uh, still with us now on our conversation on UFOs, uh, we have Neil Gould, director of the ExoPolitics Institute. And Bill Chalker, UFO researcher and contributing editor for the International UFO Reporter. Once again, I email backchat at rthk.hk. Paul in Typo says, Hi, Backchat. It's very important to note that the U.S. specifically mentioned that it found no evidence of alien activity in relation to the recent UFO sighting. Throughout recent history, the mainstream media through movies such as E.T. and Close Encounters has promoted the idea that unexplained phenomena in the sky are crafts containing highly evolved aliens from another world. But the reality is that no UFO has ever been recorded passing from outer to inner space, meaning these objects are man-made within inner space or are appearing through some kind of interdimensional means. So why has Hollywood spent so much money on trying to convince us that strange objects in the sky are space travellers? And more importantly, if it's true and aliens do appear and first make contact to us with us, will they have to go through three weeks' quarantine in a hotel and be forced to wear masks? That's uh, from uh, Paul uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, Dan says it seems clear that UFOs are the cause of uh, air pollution. Uh, Bruce uh, says, uh, uh, can satire be patriotic? Don't hear too much about one country, two systems anymore. Just patriotic. Uh, or not. Uh, Matthew says, I have raised concerns for the past few weeks about backchat increasingly avoiding sensitive topics which are important to the Hong Kong people who fund the program. These have been repeatedly scoffed at and dismissed by the host. And today we're discussing UFOs in the United States. Seriously, backchat, can you explain to listeners why you've chosen this obscure non-Hong Kong related topic for today's programme over the many obviously more important stories relevant to our lives here. Any chance you will invite RTHK senior management onto the programme to discuss the cancellation of RTHK's letter to Hong Kong later in the week? If not, why not? No time to fit it in among other hot topics like COVID again and Meghan and Harry's choice of baby names, etc, etc, etc. I bet if an assistant to Donald Trump and another Republican assistant were convicted of bribing people to vote in the US election, it would be a backchat topic yet bizarrely up to now back chat has not discussed the DAB bribery scandal involving Starry Lee's assistant, and will not even explain why. That uh, is from uh, Matthew. Um, Alan says uh, many ignore the fact that the U in UFO means unidentified. I read a lot of science fiction. I believe that alien intelligent life is highly likely, but I don't believe that any of these UFO sightings are aliens. The whole idea is nonsense. What are they up to? Despite 70 or more years of these sightings and encounters, there has never been a single piece of physical evidence, just lights in the sky and loony stories of anally-probed hillbillies. If and when aliens come to Earth, we will all know about it immediately. That is uh, from uh, Alan. Uh, Bill Bill Chalker. um, the, The evidence is, you know, kind of elusive still, isn't it? And kind of slightly tenuous. Why isn't there a... solid evidence which is now being considered by by universities which is available now that everyone's got a camera and walking around with cameras why don't we have anything a little more concrete there seems to be this kind of teasing still kind of um, elusive kind of evidence well i don't
4: think it's all that elusive Uh, i think uh, what's happening now is that the mainstream media and uh, science and all these different appeals, uh governments, and they're really in a catch-up mode. You know, this subject has been a, a kind of a taboo subject, the subject of ridicule, and yet um, serious researchers over decades, et cetera, have uh, come up with all sorts of vast repositories of information, et cetera, thousands of pilot sightings worldwide, um, military cases, um, uh, as um, Neil and Murn have highlighted, um Thousands of people, millions of people around the world have had uh, UFO sightings, etc. And uh, what's really happening now is that it's sort of a tremendous sort of catch up um, situation going on, and the people are starting to realize that there's something of merit here to look at, uh, something that's real, and uh, it's uh, a long time overdue. And um, that's um, one good thing with regard to this um, Pentagon report, you know. Uh, that it's starting a a mainstream debate and suddenly this uh, ridicule factor seems to have fallen off Uh, big time and mainstream media is playing catch-up. And uh, uh, one thing uh, I'm not that excited about is that uh, most of the current debate is coming from a skewed military kind of debate, that it's all a a threat and that kind of thing. Uh, I think we need a much broader-based kind of uh, discussion and um, research program going on with this and so... I'm very happy that mainstream media has finally caught up with a serious debate. Um, I'd be even happier if mainstream science starts to engage with uh, this, and there's already uh, indications that, that that's taking place, that there are some um, academics, uh, scientists and stuff like that that are actually seriously engaging with the discussion now, and there's no longer that kind of heavy-duty ridicule factor. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting time to be alive and... Uh, sort of
5: witnessing what's going on here. And and you wrote about um, the PLA task force using AI technology now to analyse data, uh, you know, with references to different sightings, whether it's military sightings and civilian sightings. Um, what what do you make of that and, and why is that important?
4: Well, uh, I think it's... well i can 't really speak for the chinese government i 'm just sort of uh, looking at the reports i 've been monitoring I think as, I think you and I met in uh, Dalian and in China back in two thousand and five two thousand and six uh, when you um came across with uh, Stanton Friedman uh, for the UFO conference there. Uh,
3: It is still blurred images, grainy footage, um, fragments. Um, yeah, people's individual testimony. Uh, where's the the concrete evidence that scientists would be able to get their teeth into? Uh,
4: there's vast amounts of data. If scientists are seriously engaged with this subject, it's about uh, you know um, there's a lot of things that they can latch on to. Um, for example, I remember. Back in the, um, the 80s, I spent time with Dr. Richard Haynes, a retired NASA scientist. Uh, he had amassed a database of just pilot sightings uh, worldwide, and it was a massive database. And uh, the group that he formed, NARCAP, um, is devoted to just one narrow area of the UFO phenomenon, and that is just pilot sightings worldwide. And it's a huge repository of information, but I I don't see much in the way of mainstream science engaging just with that one database. And there are many more databases that are similar, um, just um, in terms of um, all sorts of aspects of the UFO phenomenon. Um, It's about time that uh, there was a serious engagement, and we're starting to see um, mainstream uh, media and science waking up to it.
5: Apart from the US and China, uh, which other countries, um, you know, are seriously looking into this? Do you know?
4: Uh, the French government, for example, has had an ongoing kind of program um, examining the UFO problem. Um, they acknowledge that there is unexplained phenomena involved. Um, uh They've been re engaging with the problem over the years, etc. There's, there's certainly evidence of uh, uh, the, the, the military of various governments worldwide having engaged with the problem, etc. But up till now, pretty much the main kind of recurring message is that there's nothing to see here, folks move along. And yet, here we now have uh, at the highest levels all sorts of members, particularly the U.S. government, U.S. military um, and U.S. intelligence community coming out and making all sorts of uh, interesting kind of statements, you know, uh, retired officials, that kind of thing, Um, uh, uh, past presidents of the United States. It's a a really fascinating thing to see, and uh, it just seems to be uh, a recurring thing right now that uh, we're getting all these kind of public statements coming on. And uh, so uh, from that point of view, I think it's, uh, as, as I keep saying, Uh, mainstream is catching up with this and um, it's about time and long overdue that we have this serious engagement with what's been an ongoing kind of phenomenon for decades
3: Neil Gould, uh, this is an email from uh, Steve, uh, who says what's your guest's take on the former Israeli general's claim that the US has established relations with an intergalactic federation he went went as far as saying they are on Mars already Uh, any thoughts on that, Neil Gould?
7: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Galactic Federation is just part of the UFO law. I, 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 I can't endorse whether it is one or isn't one, but it, it, it's possible. Um, but in terms of the U.S. engaging extraterrestrials, that I have no doubt. Uh, the Charles Hall case comes to mind. Um, the weatherman uh, who was working at S-4 at, um, at, at Area 51 um, engaging with the tall whites as part of an ex- a human-alien experiment, uh, you know, you've got you've got so many cases um, of of interaction with human alien in the military uh, that you'd have to look into all the law, all the stuff that we've had to study over the years, um, and it's a huge chasm between me telling you something uh, about it, and um, and yourselves on the other side with with a gap, if you like, in this kind of information because the press have been so controlled in blocking it out. It'd be very very difficult to be, for you for you to take this on board so when the Israeli guy uh, mentions about this contact everybody knows about it because the military circles is very very important because every single thing that the military can get hold of they will try to weaponize they will try to uh, take the best parts of it and use it for uh, for military purposes I mean even remote viewing for example remote viewing uh, that, that's a, an extended human ability that was all taken um, and 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 militarized and countries were spying on each other with it. And the, the whole point about the secrecy with, with the, the the whole UFO situation is because, you know, there is so much technology to be gained and there have been technology transfers going on between human and alien and this does take place in America. And the, the Israeli guy slipped up when he told everybody. It's an absolute fact. Uh,
3: uh, again, uh, where is the evidence? Where is the picture... Where is the video? Where is the, an object that can be studied? Uh, you say the media, you know, are whatever, well, negligent, good. complicit. Um,
4: I, I think yeah. I'd like to jump in there because um, you need to go perhaps and have a look at a, at a report that I think in, on my blog page. Uh, the Scientific Coalition for UAP, UAP Research um, has released, I think this, uh, a couple of years ago, um, I, uh, a highly detailed study of just that one case of the Nimitz. Now, they, they didn't have access to the full range of sensory uh, instrumented data on mm. that case, In with the small amount of material that they had, um, scientists and others cooperating with the SCU group um, were able to uh, develop a, a highly detailed scientific study that confirmed that the accelerations alone involved in that one case, the Nimitz, um, the Tic Tacs case with Commander Baber's encounter, involved accelerations and manoeuvres that were way beyond what uh, we seem to have here in any sort of Earth-based technology. It it, it sort of pointed towards uh, probably more than any single case um, that we're dealing with some sort of exotic origin here, and uh, that's what... Encourages me that we're getting a serious scientific debate going on, and more and more um, scientists are recognising this fact that there is material to engage with, there is data to engage with, there's, there's uh, scientific style information that's accessible. Uh, all that's required is the, uh, I guess, the courage, the uh, the focus, the resources, and the time to examine it. And that's already starting. It's 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 been. Um, Uh, a really interesting thing to see, just the formation of the SDU group itself. Um, And and I think it's a very good example of what science can potentially do uh, if there's a serious engagement with this subject.
3: Okay. well, uh, Bill Chalker, many thanks for for joining us. Pat, in an email, says, to any UFOs listening in, if you are looking to beam up any examples of earthling political leaders, please make a beeline for Hong Kong. That is uh, from Pat. And uh, Will Smith, uh, it's uh, nice to get an email from you, Will, thanks. Uh, Will says, uh, listening to this, I honestly wish the aliens would come take me now. This torturous experience has got to be worse than the dreaded anal probe. Who's on tomorrow's back chat? A couple of flat earthers or the folk that believe Obama and Clinton are shape-shifting paedophilic lizards. I guess there's not much happening in Hong Kong right now, so you need to fill the hour somehow. Sorry about that, uh, Will. Uh, and many thanks to our guests this morning, to Neil Gould, Director of ExoPolitics Institute, and Bill Chalker, UFO Research and Contributing Editor for the International UFO Report. Also, watch this space, because I think when the report uh, comes out, there's going to be an interesting reaction uh, in uh, many places. Uh, many thanks to you. Backchat.rthk.hk once again. Uh, our uh, email uh, address, if you want to comment uh, on uh, uh, any issue, perhaps uh, what we're going to be talking about now. Uh, Patrick Funn, who's the CEO of of the Clean Air Network. Um, joins us. You might have noticed on Sunday there was a a sudden uh, spike uh, in air pollution with uh, uh, air pollution in many parts of Hong Kong reaching uh, very high levels uh, because of smog moving in from the uh, Pearl River Delta. There was a a Sunday and uh, with no uh, local traffic uh, or uh, local uh, activity in particular. Uh, The Air Quality Health Index, which is uh, on uh, 1 to 10, reached levels between 8 and 10 at all of the uh, EPD's uh, Uh, air quality monitoring stations. Uh, Patrick Fung, uh, good morning to you. Morning to you. Hi, many thanks for for joining us. So what was the cause? Why did did that happen on Sunday, kind of out of the blue like that?
8: Well, um, I think the regional air pollutants uh, is one of the uh, factors. The other factors including um, those uh, pollutants emitted within Hong Kong territory. So we understand that the weather condition is actually not the root cause uh, we believe the root causes are including um, the ship emission. So we do have a very busy um, ship um, container vessel um, activity uh, on the Hong Kong waters. And we believe that in the urban areas, there are still a high level of uh, roadside air pollution emitted by regular traffic. So those are the root causes. The weather conditions just um, exacerbate or worsen the situation.
5: Um, but Patrick, I, I did notice that on Sunday that, um, you know, the skies were brownish, um, but it's Sunday, um, you know, hardly, you know, there's hardly any traffic or work workers. And also in the Pearl River Delta, I guess it's Sunday as well. And, you know, people, people are not really working full steam. So why, why did this happen, you know, two days ago?
8: Yeah, at um, uh the situation actually emerged since uh, late afternoon of the Saturday. And uh, I think we could argue that there are still quite a lot of uh, vehicle traffic. Uh, although there are no uh, schools, but there are still a lot of businesses we see in Hong Kong. And uh, we understand it is a situation, uh, a very rare situation in June of Hong Kong, because usually uh, June is the best um, um in a year in terms of air quality. We think that, um, as mentioned, the weather conditions due to the low uh, flow of wind uh, is a uh, factor that would not uh, disperse um, the air pollution emitted from um, different pollution sources. So those pollution sources, I think, uh, are accumulated within Hong Kong territory. So they're not um, emitted only on Saturday And on Sunday, but uh, they might be uh, formed, um, might be 24 or 48 hours in advance, but due to the low wind, uh, low speed of wind, so um, the pollutants were not able to be dispersed. So this is um, uh, how we see it.
5: Right. But other than uh, this past Sunday... uh uh, you know, I've noticed that, well, from a layperson, that uh, we, we now have uh, more blue sky days and, um, and the air is actually, um, it feels a little bit better since, in particular since the onset of COVID, since the early 2020s. Um, you know, a lot of the cities and um, areas, Pearl River Delta, uh, have been locked down and um, it, it seems that the air quality is better. Do, do you see that at all or is that not correct?
8: Uh, yes, yeah, indeed uh, it's correct. I think uh, since the beginning of uh, the COVID, we've experienced a uh, lower vehicular traffic, and especially in urban areas, uh, we experienced an improvement of air quality, uh, despite the fact that we are still um, way above, uh, I mean worse than the WHO uh, recommended safe level, but indeed, uh, and over the past few years, we have an improvement of air quality, uh, for around 30%. So this is a, a significant improvement.
3: When you say an improvement of 30%, 30% of what? Reduction in, in what? Uh,
8: There's an improvement uh, in terms of, for example, uh, particular matter and the nitrogen dioxide uh, at the roadside and at the ambient level. And uh, we're talking about uh, the annual um, concentration. And this situation happened in most... Um, Stations in Hong Kong. Uh, we're talking also um, uh, from 2013 to 2020. So over the last seven years, we do see a improvement uh, of air quality in general. But um, the experience we have uh, over the weekend, um, we still we are still experiencing. Uh, I think there are a, a dozen of uh, occasions uh, like that uh, throughout a year, and. On each occasion, it lasts for uh, typically uh, 48 hours to 72 uh, hours.
3: Uh, what's behind that improvement then that you mentioned in uh, you know, particulates and, and, and roadside readings? Is it, is it better engines? Is it just to do with the quality of uh, the motors on the streets?
8: Uh, yes, indeed. So there are emission control measures conducted by the government, uh, for example, to phase out audit- the commercial diesel vehicles, those are the trucks and lorries, and uh, we have a scheme to uh, gradually um, phase out the um, old uh, franchises as well. And then on the shipping emissions side, uh, Hong Kong is the first uh, Asian city uh, to mandate fuels switch at birth, so switch to clean up when they're at birth and in Hong Kong water. So these are the uh, policy measures we see. Uh, which was good uh, to reduce um, air pollution level in Hong Kong. But uh, again, there are a lot more to do uh, in order to achieve uh, some of the uh, recommendations uh, by the WHO. We are still 60% to 75%. Um, there is still a gap of um, uh, 60 to 75% Depends on different air pollutants uh, from now to the WHO recommended safe level
5: so what what else could we do? Um, you know what what are the contributing factors uh, to air pollution? Is it really because of uh, roadside traffic and uh, mm-hmm. in urban areas, or is it um, you know in the wider context um, you know the pollutants are actually coming from the Pearl River Delta, which we can 't really <laughs> do anything about
8: um, Yeah, a couple of factors uh, urban area mainly contributed by the um, Vehicular traffic, so the strategy has to be uh, deviate from uh, diesel um, engines or ICE um, vehicles. So we are talking about uh, zero emission mode, including electric uh, or hydrogen or other technology mode. And then, um, as mentioned, ship emission is one is another key factor. So we are looking at uh, ocean-going vessel, river vessels that travel from Hong Kong to PRD, and local vessel we have to switch to uh cleaner vessels as well. And then for regional, uh, we do have a problem of ozone. As we experienced over the weekend, the ozone concentration is really high and the scientists are working on uh, identifying the sources of uh, the ozone. But having said that, I think um, what we right now need is a um, strong policy vision that could lead us um, to a five year or 10 years goal uh, to reduce air pollution, and we have learned from EPD that uh, EPD is going to launch a new um, clean air plan, and that is something that I think the general public and all sectors uh, should contribute on ideas and thoughts on how to um, clean up the air quicker, and what's the responsibility of uh, individual sectors to help with these
3: uh, process. You know, we we did have those targets, didn't we, for for reduction. To uh, to get closer to the WHO uh, guidelines, uh, how are we doing on those?
8: Um, the target was set back in 2013 and expired at 2020. So uh, the target, put uh, in very simple terms, is that uh, the ambient evolution of Hong Kong uh, would achieve Hong Kong's air quality objective. So uh, and in very long term, uh, we are uh, trying to achieve the WHO recommended safe level but still as mentioned we are still uh, at least 60 percent behind uh, the WHO standard but anything after 2020 we have to wait for the new cleaner plan from the government so this is something that we are very anxious Uh, we worry that the government is setting a relatively lax goal and uh, we understand the government is trying to uh, achieve the decommunization goal um um by 2050, by 2050, that is a really, really long-term goal. But in, in between, we asked for um, intermediate uh, milestone target uh, to hit so that we could um, um, keep the um, government accountable for this.
3: Okay, uh, Patrick in an email. Uh, I suppose that's, that's not you, is it, Mr. Fong? Uh, Patrick uh, has a meteorological explanation. He says the high levels of pollution that were experienced in Hong Kong on Sunday was as a result of a weak frontal system passing Hong Kong. This frontal system introduced a northerly airstream to Hong Kong, just bringing in the polluted air from China. That's from uh, Patrick. Is it? Is that? Is that it? Patrick? Um.
8: Well, that is not from me, but
4: um,
3: yes, this is the explanation from the EPD as I understand. Okay. Uh, And a comment uh, from uh, Mary uh, who says Dear Backchat, at the risk of, we started off with Mary, at the risk of being accused of hogging your time, uh, yesterday evening I found not one but two large vehicles promoting promoting McDonald's parked on a busy Chimsa Choice Street, spewing toxins into the local restaurants and onto pedestrians gasping under their soggy masks. These vehicles were flouting a number of regulations, including illegal parking, idling engines and leaving a vehicle running but unattended. A call to 999 went unattended despite the fact that among the 12,000-odd Hong Kongers suffering irreversible damage to their respiratory system from COVID are a number of police officers. Despite complaints for years, EPD and the Transport Department refused to take any steps to ban these promotion campaigns. At 8, they left Chimsa Choi, heading towards the even more crowded streets of Mong Kok. It's time that concerned citizens avoid using services that pollutes our streets. That comes uh, from Mary. Uh, Patrick funny are you aware of those sort of promotional vehicles um, parked on the streets?
8: It's gone. Uh, some of yep. the promotion vehicle vehicles uh, run by... Um heavy diesel vehicles, so they are using uh, diesel as well. So uh, I agree this is part of the uh, pollution that worsen the air quality at uh, the urban area. But uh, as the um, government uh, the government scheme is uh, trying to phase out the uh, uh, heavy diesel vehicle, I think uh, gradually this situation uh, will be improved. There are other situations though, including um, uh, the island engine and this lack of uh, enforcement. But when we talk about uh, adding engine ordinance, it is a 2 ordinance. Uh, audience that there are so many exemption areas. Uh, for example, under uh, high temperature, um, these uh, ordinances uh, would not be enforced. And, uh, and underneath this, uh, I brought the contact, I believe, uh, a uh, layman person, a general public, would feel that the government is not uh, doing their best uh, to... Uh, reduce the air pollution we experience on the roadside. And this is exactly what we have uh, experienced over the past uh, years when we talk to uh, uh, the community uh, on various subjects. So uh, not only this, there are also uh, pollutants emitted by the uh, restaurants. There are also second-hand uh, smoking. All these uh, pollution sources uh, are categorised as others by the EPD And um, there's no uh, clear mechanism how the EPD or the government authority is going to handle these other um, um, pollution sources. So this is something that I think uh, the government should uh,
4: work harder on.
3: Okay. Well, Patrick Fung, many thanks for joining us, CEO of the uh, Clean Air Network. Uh, Many thanks, Ada. Many thanks to you. Uh, One more email from uh, Matthew, who says, What a waste of 45-plus minutes. Uh, the so-called expert gets is on UFOs. Uh, don't even know anything about the topic. Train wreck. More like listening to a midnight-to-dawn wacko talkback segment than quality backchat radio. Would prefer to listen to call a mic for 45 minutes. Well, we'll set that up for tomorrow, Matthew. Thanks very much indeed for uh, all your calls and uh, comments. The weather before we go, sunny periods and one or two showers. Hot during the day, maximum temperature about 32 degrees and the outlook occasional showers forecast. In the next couple of days, 29 Celsius at the moment, the relative humidity is at 79%.
8: Results of the Primary 1 central allocation will be sent to parents by post using door-to-door delivery service. Parents may also receive the results via SMS. If you made your choices of schools in January, you will receive the Primary 1 registration form on June 2nd or 3rd. Follow the information attached to the form to register your child with the allocated school. If you have not received the form by June 4th, please call the Education Bureau at 2832
3: 7700. 933, the News Now with Samantha Butler.
2: Epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling says people who test positive for COVID antibodies should be exempt from doing quarantine. The professor from the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health says COVID patients are usually discharged from hospital when they have antibodies, so it doesn't make sense to quarantine people in the same situation. National Security Police have prosecuted a 17-year-old man and a 45-year-old woman on suspicion of publishing and distributing a seditious publication. The force said the two were charged under the crimes ordinance. And the Wall Street Journal says a report on the origins of COVID-19 by a US government laboratory concluded that claims of the virus leaking from a lab in Wuhan are plausible and deserve further investigation. The study was prepared in May last year. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by
5: for the brew.
7: Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design, interpreter of Beethoven and. So oh, so shy, quiet, and retiring, doggy council. co founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids.
4: Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. of what's happening behind the lift.
2: Good morning. Interviews in and also observations.
1: Absolutely no way.
2: On your radio and live online, this is the Morning Brew.
7: Good morning. Welcome to Morning Brew with me, Phil Whelan. A big thank you to James Ross for pushing the buttons yesterday. So let's get on with it. At ten ten today, we're
6: going.